episode 40 of the Small Biz Startup Essentials podcast, starting your podcast, a mini course. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Small Biz Startup Essentials podcast. The mission of this podcast is to help you turn your dream of having a small business into a reality and to provide you with enough tips and tools so that when you decide it's finally time to launch, you'll be more profitable quicker because you've built a solid foundation for the business. But maybe you're in a job that you don't like and you're looking for something different or wondering if starting a business is a better path for you or maybe you're doing just fine in your career path but retirement's coming and you want to be prepared for life version 2.0. Whatever your situation, you're here and I'm glad to have you. Welcome. Uh, I hope to provide enough value and helpful content for you so that you'll subscribe and automatically get all the new episodes. So let's dive in. Well, in the last episode, I, I discussed the need to have a platform for your voice and why the option of having a podcast was critical for the life and growth of your business. And in this episode, I'm going to be going over the steps on how I started a podcast to try to provide enough content for you here so that you'll at least feel more comfortable starting on your own or talking to somebody at least on how to get your own a podcast up and running. So the first thing I want to talk about is uh, just doing some basic research uh, for the podcast. So before you do anything, you're going to want to do your own research on the topic you want to cover. And if the data shows that it'll be something that people will listen to. I'm not going to recommend just a general Google search because that's just too much general information to decipher. Uh, you don't need, you know, 132 million down, uh, results. You're going to need more specific results to be able to, to come to a better conclusion. So is your topic very popular with books being sold on Amazon? Well, if yes, then that's a good thing. It shows that it's a popular topic. When you do a YouTube search on your topic, is it popular there as well? Uh, again, we're looking for a lot of people that are showing a lot of interest. Uh, Google Trends is a good place to go for doing some basic um, market research. And we want to see results for your search topic to be somewhere in the middle. We don't want to see huge results and we don't want to see too little results as well. If the traffic is huge relating to your topic, it means that, you know, you as a small business owner, you're going to be competing with the big corporate world. And if the results are just too low, then the interest just isn't there either. So I always look for uh, results to be somewhere in the middle uh, as far as like the volume and the, and the, the traffic and the interest level. That way I, I know I, I have a chance of breaking into that market. But also using the, the results for Google Trends, you can find your target audience easier as well. So searching for age groups and also gender may help to narrow things down for you a little bit better. So for example, you know, my target audience are those that want to start a business. But let's niche this down uh, more and more, okay? So what kind of business? Well, I specialize in the personal brand space. And is that for everybody? Well, no. Let's niche this down a little bit more. I believe I can be most effective with those 40 plus years old the best. Why? Because I'm of that age bracket and know the way businesses used to be started up 20 or 30 years ago. And 
you know, I know what that realm used to be like, but I also know what the realm is now, and and I can help people work through maybe preconceived notions, maybe what they've experienced before, and help them to adjust to the way uh, the startup process is now in modern times. So my ideal client would be somebody that has, you know, maybe decided to make a life pivot in their life in, in later years in life, and they have a dream of starting a business for a while, but they don't really know how and when to start. You know, I'll help them through the process and get them started step by step. The second thing I'd like to go over with uh, before we get into um, the nuts and bolts of of the, the how tos to having a podcast is just your your passion for this topic that you, that you have in your mind. You know, are you deeply passionate about the topic? Do you think about it and, and filter the things that you read and learn through the lens of, of this topic that you're thinking about for the podcast? You know, can you, can you easily come up with a lot of content? When you start writing about your, your main topic, do your thoughts just flow? Or do you struggle with the, the concept of thinking, of coming up with content? Do you have a, a deep understanding or, or at least have a decent understanding of what your podcast topic will be? You know, people want to know that you know what you're talking about. Next is going to be the motive for the podcast. And, and as I said in episode three of the podcast uh, titled, you know, what is your why? You know, what's your motivation? Are, are you looking to be in the spotlight here uh, or, you know, are you trying to prove a point? Um, you know, will the podcast be feeding your ego? Um, are you expecting to maybe sell a lot of stuff with your episodes? Are you expecting to make a lot of money from advertising and affiliations? You know, or will the podcast exist to serve your target audience? What is your why for the podcast? Number four I have on my list here for basic uh, research for the podcast is, you know, what soundtrack do you listen to in your head? All right, you know, because we humans have a tendency to gravitate toward the negative and think a, a lot of thoughts about how something or anything like starting a podcast either just won't work or, you know, won't be worth the effort. <laughs> Will you be Talking yourself out of success here after 10, 20, or, or 30 episodes, if you're not getting you know, the downloads you expected or the response you expected, you know, are, are you more of a positive type person or, or do you lean toward the negative? You know, it, it'll come through in your personality and, and content, whether you like it or not, or whether you realize it or not, you know, because people listen to podcasts for three main reasons education, inspiration, and motivation. So can you do one of those or two of those or, or even all three? Education, inspiration, and motivation. So these are some of the decisions that I had to make when I was working through the process of starting my podcast, the niche market that I wanted to serve. And again, so my niche market is the later in life pivot to self-employment type person who wants to start a business, but they don't really know what the, pro what the modern process is and how they can be most effective. So I'm going to help them through this process every step of the way.
Next is the logo that I wanted to have for the podcast. The primary intent of the logo I selected was to be a, a little generic to target a, a new entrepreneur while showing that they're on a journey. I wanted modern, positive-looking colors, but not too bright or flashy. The secondary intent was to be just generally positive and encouraging. Next, I had to decide on the platform I was going to use for the podcast. I needed a simple way to host the podcast and get it distributed. And with the advice from a professional audio engineer that's sympathetic to smaller budgets, I chose to go with Red Circle Hosting. And they have a free hosting option with analytics and also provides a way to have it distributed to other platforms automatically. When the downloads per episode reach a certain volume, Red Circle offers ways to get your show monetized. Next was the distribution of the podcast. So, so Red Circle podcast hosting has a way to automatically distribute the episodes to several major podcast providers once you set up you know, the individual accounts with them. So then they make it very easy. Next was the music I wanted to have for the, uh, for the podcast. And I, I searched premiumbeat.com for positive sounding tracks that I thought were gender neutral because I wanted both men and women to listen. But each professionally produced track is about 50 bucks for the rights to use the track on that specific show only. They provide a, a different track links if you don't want to slice it up for yourself, or a, about a two-minute version in a different, in, all in different formats for you to use as you wish. But again, you're agreeing to use it for that show only. Now, they let you download any soundtrack for free, so you can test it out in advance just to see if it fits or works for you. But it has their premiumbeat.com voiceover every 15 seconds, which gets taken off once you purchase that particular soundtrack. Now, I played around with a number of different tracks and just had to decide on which one to use. I asked some family and friends what they thought and picked the one that had the most votes. Uh, I use a portion of the whole soundtrack for different things. A portion of the track for the intro, a different portion for the mid-roll, and a, and a different portion of the track for an outro. That way, it doesn't get monotonous. So, uh, content for the podcast. So, uh, I choose content that always has a niche-specific theme in mind, as well as just speaking to the target audience I'm trying to attract. It helps to keep that in the forefront of your content creation. So, so the content doesn't get derailed and the whole podcast doesn't drift away from the original intent and end up going on some totally different direction. Uh, I keep an ongoing list of potential podcast episode topics so that I never run out of ideas. I, I do some research in advance and then work on the content with bullet points at first and then build on the content of the bullet points to five to eight pages of content usually. But all this content's written in a way where I speak just to make it more personal. You know, yes, I am reading the text for the episodes, but I try to make it so it doesn't come across as boring or bland. From there, I make the final edits on what to leave in or take out. Guests for the podcast. So I've been using LinkedIn as a main platform to get my guests. I have a link to the podcast in my LinkedIn profile for contact information. So it makes it easier for people to get a taste of what it's like. When somebody agrees to be on the show, I send them an email in advance, first thanking them for being on the show, but also I prep them with 
um, how the process is for when they do uh, an interview for the podcast. I give them uh, sample questions that I might ask, but I also say these are just potential questions. I always like to keep the conversation flowing, and I, I might ask other questions that deal with what we're talking about within the conversation. I send them a media kit for them to promote the podcast on their end as well. And then the day before the interview, I send them a reminder email saying, are we still on for the scheduled a podcast interview tomorrow? So equipment, uh, what equipment uh, do I recommend? So I strongly recommend using a quality microphone, but you don't need to start out with something too expensive. You, you want to use a mic that'll have you sounding very well, but you also want to make sure that you, you keep expenses down at first until you're, you're sure that you're going to continue creating podcast episodes. Now, pouring a lot of money into something that may fade or end in the near future is just throwing money out the window, in my opinion. Uh, I use a, a professional-grade microphone, but it's, it's a low-end professional-grade uh, mic. Uh, it's called Audio-Technica ATR2100X. And I have a boom arm uh, with it as well, so that I can position it directly in front of my face here. Um, I got all this for about 150 bucks, the whole kit. So, you know, you can get the mic you want, but I, I find that having that boom arm is very helpful for my posture and I can stand up as well if I feel like it and talk that way. This is a USB mic that plugs right into my Windows 10 laptop. There were no issues with Windows to to recognize it and have it working. If you want to bump it up a little bit with the mic quality, uh, I'd go for Audio Technica AT2020 USB Plus. You can get that mic for about $150. So the intro for the podcast. I typed up a couple of different intros to use so it doesn't get boring to the listeners. Uh, I alternate between these intros as well from time to time. Uh, part of trying to get engagement with the audience is is also including a, a CTA, a, a call to action. Uh, I ask people to subscribe or go to my website. Uh, a mid-roll for the podcast. Now, when I have a guest on and the episode ends up going a little bit longer than than I would originally intend it to be, like say, you know, 25 to 30 minutes, uh, I'll put in a mid-roll uh, which breaks up the episode. And a mid-roll is just a separate 30-second diversion uh, that promotes a, a product or a service or an ebook that I'm offering, just something to break up the monotony of the episode. 30 seconds long, that's all it is. And I end the mid-roll by saying, now let's get back to the episode. <laughs> so for an outro, the ending message for the podcast, as with you know the alternating intros, I, I alternate an outro message as well. I, I always like to end in a positive note and usually end with, Stay encouraged, follow your dream, and don't give up. The CTA for the outro is for them to go to my resources page for free downloads and information that'll help them through the startup process. Or they can get to the Power Tools page for eBooks that I created on specific topics. Recording the audio. So, so I started out just recording through Audacity in my office, but with the 
Echo in the room. I, I found that using Zoom was a lot better for audio quality, but also there's an advanced setting uh, in Zoom that splits the soundtracks between you and your guests, well, if you have one, which makes the audio editing a lot easier. But even if it's just me talking for the podcast episode, I still use Zoom because the audio quality is a lot better and there's no room echo. Plus, with Zoom, you can put your own custom background uh, images on the screen as well for you to look at while you're doing your re podcast recording. And and I have a good variety of backgrounds that I use just to make the whole podcast recording experience a little more enjoyable. Audio editing. So, you know, since I have an IT background, audio editing comes a little easier for me. I use a, a free program, a very popular, it's called Audacity. Audacity, A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y. And, and find that it just, it meets my needs just fine. It's feature rich as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I got a few tips from uh, my nephew, who's a professional audio engineer in upstate New York, but you know, you can go to YouTube and, and get your own audacity tips as well. Show notes. So I use uh, the master document for the episode and edit that down to what the show notes should be. As some podcasters choose to have the entire episode transcript uh, available and they hire somebody uh, on a freelance website and pay them to provide that transcript. I personally don't choose to do that. So I pare down the show notes to be something that people can read quicker and scroll through uh, with bullet points. I, I, that works for me. The website. So some podcasts have their own website and that's just fine. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, I choose to have a page on my website that has the podcast on it and it has access to all the podcast distribution points as well as all the uh, other episodes they can listen to. Uh, I have a very scaled down version of the show notes on this page. So you just go to tomclaremont.com slash podcast. So when I talk about uh, other distribution platforms, uh, for myself, what I choose to use is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, Radio Public, Player FM, and TuneIn. You can go to any one of those platforms to get Small Biz Startup Essentials podcast. The promotion of the podcast. So I created a media kit, as I mentioned before. It's a document uh, for the guests to have uh, all they would need in, in order for them to promote the show on their end. The episode link, the host bio and, and pics and logo, uh, links to images of the host, which is me, uh, links to podcast logo, the podcast creation date, the genre, and the distribution links. I also promote it on social media as well, but I'm aware that like people get tuned out of being interested if I promote the show too much. So next is the time commitment. Uh, and after doing this for almost a year, I can say that on average, each episode takes about uh, four to five hours to do between the research, uh, typing it up, recording, editing, uploading, providing show notes. It used to take a little longer at first, but things get faster a little bit over time. And you, you work out your own tweaks that helps you streamline the process. And you'll get better at it as you go along. You'll get quicker at it as you go along. Uh, 
But folks, there's uh, these are just the basics of the podcast uh, startup process, and there's a whole lot to talk about on this topic. I just t- touched on the basics here for this episode. I hope this helps you get a better understanding of, of what to do and, and how to do it. But as always, if, if you'd like to talk a little bit more about the podcast startup process, you just go to my website and click on the you know book a call button on the upper right part of the homepage. Or you just send me an email at tom at tomclaremont.com. Folks, hope this was helpful to you. I hope this was valuable content. Always stay encouraged. Follow your dream and don't give up.